This is Sad Boy Radio. Alright everybody, what's up? Today I got my boy Jay on. Go ahead and let them know a little bit about you. What are you about, man? Yo, what's up? My name's Jark. I'm a graffiti writer from Chicago. Um, I've been painting since 2013 um, till now, and you can see me everywhere. For sure, yeah. That's definitely like an understatement. You'll see him everywhere. Just keep a lookout. Uh, so, yeah, we're moving into a new realm, right? We're moving into different types of arts, not just musicians, not just photographers, but the art that goes underappreciated, graffiti, right? So go ahead and speak on that a little bit, man. Yeah, um, graffiti definitely gets underappreciated in Chicago. I don't know, man, the city's always trying to come after us with the buff. Uh, ever since Mayor Daly kind of put the buff into effect and taking out, like, you know, walls that aren't even city property, you know, just buffing them, you know, with, like, this caca brown fucking color. It really, really sucks, but... I don't know. So, um, some people like it. Most people hate it. We're going to still be doing it until the day we die. Facts. Yeah, it's definitely tough because it's a form of expression for a lot of you guys, right? Um, especially when it comes down to, you know, what you're trying to portray, even if it's just trying to get things off your mind, right? Because that's what a lot of people do. They use art to express themselves. Yeah, man. Um I know a lot of my uh, homies who do graffiti, you know, to pretty much express their feelings, you know, or get out what they have built up inside, like all their anger or depression or, you know, there's some people who out here doing it for messages like uh, Sir Charles or Viral where they're not just painting their name or, you know, painting like their crew, you know, these guys are out here painting like murals with like messages like if you go i'm pretty sure it's down in western viral painted this uh elephant with kids in it and it says don't uh ignore the elephant inside the room you know basically not to ignore like what's kind of going on right now with like uh kids being locked up you know in immigration or you got sir charles who's doing you know like gang graffiti letters and trying to send messages, you know, trying to get the attention of the gang members to, you know, stop killing our kids, man. You know, he's trying to stop the violence by, you know, still being a part of that culture and trying to get that message across, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely fucked up, especially when, you know, your messages aren't being heard a lot of the time. That's just that's just the type of stuff that gets overlooked in art in general, right? Uh, today, we're actually going to be talking about uh, feeling lost and how we've all been lost, right? Um, we were just kind of talking about that, actually, but it's kind of like a feeling of emptiness, right? A feeling that just never goes away, that something's wrong, and there's nothing really wrong. You're just kind of don't feel right, right? So tell me something that brings you happiness, bro. Man, what brings me happiness, low-key, is straight-up painting. Like, I don't know, there's something that just brings me kind of peace. Or just, like, when I'm painting, I get this kind of adrenaline rush, man, that I don't get with anything else, you know? And sometimes painting is all I got, you know? Like, 
when I'm like really depressed, you know, going through fucking breakups and shit with girls or, you know, like just going through just, you know, battles with drugs and shit, you know, just sometimes all I got is my paint and fucking walls to hit up and, you know, I like that I can just go anywhere, put my name up and, you know, feel at ease and shit, you know? Yeah. So that's definitely what fills your void, right? When there's just... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And <laughs> it's super tough, man. Uh, I always go back and listen to this song that my cousin had made years ago. It was 2012, I believe. It's called Wrong. And in the song, he's, he literally says, I'm sick and feel constricted inside of my own skin. Like I'm another person trapped in his second body and zone in, right? So breaking that down a little bit, when something's wrong, you you can't express it, right? You you just feel trapped. And there's the only outlet that I've found lately has been the podcast. The only outlet I've found lately has been recording a song. Even if the song doesn't sound good at the end of the day, like it's still something, right? Because and it, it's even more fucked up because you can you can say anything and nobody's going to question you. They're just going to listen to it and be like, hey, it was all right. Or, yeah, you know, it sucked. No, no, I I feel you. Yeah, I'd I be the same way when I'm like sketching and sometimes it just it just doesn't look right or sometimes it just just comes out sloppy. But, hey, man, I still do it. And people are going to look at my book and be like, what the fuck? But there's. You know, still going to see it, and I'm going to be like, hey, man, I was just going with the flow because just needed one of those days, and it was keeping me at peace, you know? Definitely, and as artists, it's hard to put yourself out there, right? You're putting your heart and soul into something that a lot of people are just going to overlook, right? You're hoping that someone hears what you're saying, sees what you're doing, and kind of connects it to your mental well-being, your mental health, right? a song that I think about all the time or that I was just listening to earlier. It was Justin Bieber's Lonely. And he talks about how everybody saw him sick. The lyrics are, everybody saw me sick and it felt like nobody gave a shit. And it's relatable for a lot of people because a lot of people are drowning in something inside, right? And it's never talked about. You kind of just go about your day and everybody's got an issue. Everybody's got something that they're dealing with. But when you're an artist and you're creating right you're putting that out there you're letting the world know hey this is what's going on with me and it feels like it's getting overlooked mac miller is a great example right mac miller talked about all the things that he was going through juice world used to talk about his drug abuse and all those other rappers like Lil peep uh and drug use is glorified nowadays a lot of the time but when you think about the people who are talking about their mental health, think about the people who are going through it and expressing themselves and everybody just that they don't they don't pay attention to you. Yeah, I can uh, definitely relate with like uh, Mac Miller, Juice World, you know, fucking talking about their drug addictions and their songs or, you know, just talking about using drugs and these kids kind of just thinking it's kind of cool to use them. Um, I've known a lot of homies who've kind of just been addicted to drugs, you know, K2, um, Coke. Uh, I've known a lot of people that have been shooting up, you know, and I've 
just like learned this from, you know, the older heads who kind of glorify it, you know, like the guys who've been around, uh, you know, who pretty much don't got nothing to them, you know, don't got wives, don't got shit, but, you know, the lifestyle of graffiti and kind of fucking these people up, you know. I guess me, you know, growing up as a graffiti writer, uh, I was definitely exposed to, like, uh, cocaine and uh, kind of once I got into college, I kind of experimented with it more and just because of the world of graffiti, you know, uh, it was just, like, kind of influenced to do it, you know. Um, even when I was in high school, you know, I met a bunch of guys from a different graffiti crew from the same area and these guys were trapping lean and I got my hands on it and pretty much got addicted to it um it was to the point where I was just pouring fours in like the little bottles you know you're supposed to pour it in like a two liter and shit I'm over here pouring it in a bottle and shit and I FaceTime with a girl fucking dozing off and shit you know and you ain't even supposed to be doing that shit you know and i pretty much met people who I never thought I'd meet to, you know, have Zans and shit, and pretty much I, I've i always said that I wouldn't take Zans, but once I got my hands on some Zans, man, and some liquor, and, you know, it's just downhill from there and shit, so definitely relate to them. A lot of people to get influenced. I've been influenced. Um, I'm not going to say right now that I don't influence others, but, you know, it's part of the culture. It's really fucked up, but, I mean, there's going to be a, a bunch of rappers, you know, from you know, the past, like, in the future and shit who are going to be talking about drugs, and yeah. it's definitely going to be influencing people the same way, you know, older heads in graffiti do it and shit. So let's take it back to the art, right? Um Definitely the drug use has a heavy influence on that, right? Um, there's so many artists who have fallen into that category, just so, like we stated, right? Yeah, for sure. I've uh man, I've had I've met some uh really dope people, man, who used to be fucking killing it back in the day, like really, really killing it, you know, but just because of drug addiction, you know, they just can't do it and shit. I've met People who've had it all and just because of drugs, you know, lost it all and motherfuckers sleeping on trains and shit, you know, and really, really fucked up, you know, could have stuck to the graph and sometimes you just get lost in the drugs. How do you think you stay out of that cycle? Man, uh, I'm still working to get out of that cycle, man. It's, it's kind of hard, bro, to be in the life of graffiti and not really do drugs, man, and I'm not talking about weed either or wax or anything THC because I don't consider that drug. That's a plant, you know. Um, talking about coke, acid, shrooms, Molly X, you know, perks and shit. Um, right now, I'm just trying to stick to my painting, trying to evolve, you know, trying to help teach people, you know, the kind of way of graffiti, you know. Uh, not trying to focus on drugs, really. I'm having a bad time doing that, but we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, man? 
I'm glad that you're kind of working on yourself, you know. Appreciate it. Definitely keep pushing yourself to become a better version of yourself. And, you know, hopefully those cycles do break. Uh, Continue to use your art, man, because at the end of the day, art is the biggest form of expression. And it's going to really, really help establish who you are as a person and who you want to be as a person, right? Going back to it, right? There were so many times where artists speak about it and they speak about their loneliness and how this void of feeling lost it's tough on them you know Eminem talks about it in his song beautiful and careful what you wish for right um in beautiful he talks about how you know walk walk in my shoes is you know see live the life I've lived and you know see if you don't turn out the same way I just think about stuff like that right because Everybody feels differently, just like I mentioned in the previous episode. Uh, nobody's ever going to feel the same way that you feel, even if you go through the same exact experience. You know, it's not it's not the same. You know, it, nobody's going to feel sad the way you feel sad. So, you know, th- talk about it, man. Talk about how you feel that. How, how does art make you feel? How does your art make you feel? Man. A lot of people probably won't agree with me and shit, and I don't give a fuck. Uh, uh, mainly, I, the art I do, well, graffiti, I do tags and throws, you know. I keep it simple. New York, I guess, kind of flow and shit. Um, I think it's nice. I think it's beautiful. Sometimes it's not clean. Sometimes it is clean. People see me up, you know, it, that... That makes me happy, you know. Uh, there was a time in my graffiti career where I was pretty much putting on a front and shit, and I kind of talked big just because of the crew that I was in at the time. And, you know, just past two, three years, been really pushing myself, uh, painting a lot, you know, meeting a lot of different types of graffiti writers, creating friendships. My art definitely makes me happy. Even when I'm not doing graffiti, you know, when I'm on my iPad, you know, trying to learn how to do kind of graphic designs, you know, and try to push my creativity to a different kind of realm, you know, makes me just puts me at peace and shit, you know, because I go through a bunch of shit in life and I don't really have much and shit right now, but my graph, you know, and. My fucking cats, low key. <laughs> Shout out Salt and Pepper. Dude, you love you love those cats, bro. I, I see them on your gram all the time. But you know, if you don't mind, talk talk about something that really impacted you, that made you go into the art, right? That really pushed you to start creating, right? Man, uh, we want to talk from way way back, like how I really started. Hey, man, whatever inspires you, you know whether. It's a happy memory, whether it's a sad memory, you know. Some, it's sad boy radio, bro. Yeah, you, you, you could be as sad as you want. I think what kind of pushed me to really do graph, I guess, was kind of like the way I grew up. And I like just grew up in a really kind of messed up situation and shit. My dad was like a hardcore game banger and kind of my mom was just like a single mother and I was just exposed to a lot of like you know game banging and 
I was like really, really influenced by that, and that's kind of where I seen myself, and just like I was just seeing where my dad was kind of going down, like the path he was going down, and I was just like, "Fuck that! I want to be something, you know, for my kids. I don't wanna, I don't want my kids to grow up and be like, damn, my my dad was just a game banger and shit, you know." I so I kind of just went in my own realm and got exposed to graffiti and kind of been influenced by that since. And I mean, it's done good for me now. Um, I just, in the future, you know, when I have children, I want to be able to tell them about the crazy stories that I've, that I have, you know, like the chases that I've done and shit with the homies and just like being, you know, getting away from the cops or, you know, just like crazy shit, you know, that they wouldn't believe because some of the shit that I go through, you know, I tell my family and they'd be like, like amazed and shit. They'd be like, bro, why don't you fucking put a GoPro on, bro? You fucking make some crazy ass videos and shit, you know, and I just want to leave something for my kids to kind of be proud of, you know, and be like, damn, my dad kind of you know, put all this work, you know, getting chased by cops and, you know, just all the risk and shit to, for this art, you know, and some people might not think graffiti's art, but, you know, it is. It's been a huge impact since, you know, the 70s. Um, you know, it's part of hip-hop, you know, uh, DJing, breakdancing, you know, graffiti, you know, it's like, the elements that you need, bro. So, yeah, that's kind of what's been influencing me. Yeah, and using your, using your past, using your experiences as your influence, right? As your inspiration. That's what creating is all about. At the end of the day, so many artists have similar backgrounds too, right? So many artists go through so many different things that it, it's their way of expressing themselves, and. Like I said, it's always it's always going to be tough to be an artist because you can say so many different things. You can tell people like straight up like, "Man, I don't I don't feel right." And you know, wh- who's going to check on you? I have to be honest, you know, I haven't had one person hit me up since I created this podcast and say, "What's up with you, bro?" Like that, that that's an idea to me, right? Yeah. Like think about it, right? Yeah. I've created, what is this, the eighth one? I've had eight of these, and not one person has ever said, like, yeah, like, (laughs) bro, what made you create a podcast? I've had one person ask me, how do you come up with all these ideas? Because this is the shit I think about, bro. This is the shit I think about every single day. And these outlines, yeah, they're a little hard to write sometimes, but that's only because... There's so much going on in my mind all the time that I'm like, all right, what am I going to talk about today? Yeah, bro, it's 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 hard to put it down sometimes and shit, bro. Sometimes there's just so many things running through your fucking head. Don't got time, bro. For real. It's like, you know, you're running out of time. It's, it's like the one song that Aragon made, bro. He literally says, uh, time's clicking and I feel like I'm running out of time. I always feel like I'm running out of time, bro. I literally always feel like there's nothing... Like, that I'm doing nothing and that there's always more that I can do. But at the end of the day, like, I'm 
editing a video. I'm writing down an outline. I'm recording. I'm doing school. Like, there's so much that I do in my daily life that it's like, all right, fuck it. This podcast, this is going to be my outlet, bro. This is how I'm going to go ahead and express myself. And whether someone listens or not, you know, I'm still going to do it. This is still something that makes me happy. But it kind of sucks when it gets overlooked and it's like, damn, you know, who's listening? I don't even know, like, how many people are going to make it this far in the video. I totally feel you and shit, bro. Um, I feel the same way about graffiti, man. I don't give a fuck if, if you finna notice it or, you know. Yeah, sometimes I put little messages. If Sometimes people get it. Sometimes they don't. I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm finna do it for me. I don't do it for nobody else. You know, if people can hate. Um, they ain't going to be in the spots I'm in. Yeah. And it's always dope to see the work that you do. Like I said, you'll literally find this guy's tag anywhere you fucking go. And it's cool because, you know, I'll Snapchat him when I see it. He'll take a screenshot and be like, damn, that's dope. Thanks, bro. Like, just feel, just feeling noticed and feeling heard, that's, that's really, like, it's dope. It's a dope feeling. And, you know, whether you listen to this or not, whether you appreciate the art or not, you know, at the end of the day, it's something that years later from now, I'll be able to look back on it and say, damn, I did that. Or, damn, I was spitting some facts. Yeah. Like, you know, this is the shit that was going on in my life at the time. And, you know, I'm, I made something out of it. So it, <laughs> I just want everybody to kind of take a moment to appreciate the art that you are listening to, that you are viewing that you are watching, you know, because someone really put their time and effort into it. And especially when you feel lost, when you feel like nobody's listening, like that was something that somebody created for that purpose. You know, the, somebody really felt like, damn, I got nothing but this fucking pen and paper. I got nothing but this paint and brush. I got nothing but a microphone and a camera, you know. Um, I'm going to make the most out of what I can do. So going back to the point, right, you know, <laughs> we just kind of went off on a little rant. But other than art, what is something that you feel helps that void of loneliness? Um, hmm. Other than art. Low-key, man. Smoking, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, if you know me personally or follow me on Instagram you know, my Instagram is only blunts. Uh, I'm always smoking a blunt, man, like breakfast, lunch, dinner, you know, and I just, I really appreciate, you know, the flower itself. Uh, I follow a lot of like genetics pages, you know, uh, kind of people who, you know, grow bud professionally, not just in Cali, you know, because there's fire bud that being grown in like Oregon. I've had fire bud from like Michigan, you know. Um, I've flown to Colorado, man, just because I really appreciate, you know, bud, THC products. Uh, I swear to God, I'm not a crackhead, man. I just really, really like the flower. I like what kind of goes into it. Um, I just like what people can create, you know, nowadays people are crossbreeding, you know, multiple strains, you know, or, you know, just going down 
and just making like wild shit nowadays, man. Like, like the shit that they're growing is crazy, man. You know, it's something to really appreciate. You know, it's somebody else's art. You know, that shit takes time, man, to get what you need and then trim it correctly. And yeah, I mean. This man loves his butt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you catch me with, with butt all the time, man. I, it's my medicine, low key. Yeah. Swear to God. How do you think it's helped you? Definitely uh, calms me down. Uh, I'm not going to say I use it to kind of battle depression or kind of because I have a, you know, drug habit. You know, it just calms me down. I don't know, sometimes when I, like, bored and shit, hey, man, I hit up a couple of my homies. I know, and all my homies smoke, man. So I know that's... You know that what's gonna happen? We finna match. We finna chill. And me, I like, I like to chill with like all my people. Ninety nine percent of the time, if you hit me up and tell me let's link for sure, I'm gonna be happy because I'm linking with a homie and two because we're gonna smoke. You know, you never know when you're gonna have a homie pass away, and I don't want to be one of those guys who, you know, puts a picture up of you that. Everybody's posting up and shit, you know, like from your social media and saying, man, I, I wish I would have chilled with him. You know, he always hit me up like nobody can say that shit about me, man, because I'm always chilling with people and shit like big facts. Yeah. And, you know, it's definitely, you know, it's it's OK to say that, like, it helps you mentally. Right. Because at the end of the day, everybody, everybody's going through something, bro. I've talked about it multiple times with on previous episodes where like anxiety, right? Anxiety is a bitch to deal with because you wake up and it's it's just there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like a dark cloud over you, man. For real. And you talk to somebody about it and you know, they like I said, nobody's gonna feel the exact same way as you do. So even if somebody has anxiety and you got anxiety, you guys are going to react to it differently. You guys are going to feel a different type of way about it. And it, it's just like a tough thing to deal with daily, right? Um, I don't know. A lot of people, a lot of other people do have other mental health problems uh, that affect them on the daily. Uh, you talk about depression a lot. So, you know, if you want to touch on that a little bit. I've been diagnosed with like depression but it's like major, you know, I think it's like major depression disorder. I've been diagnosed since like uh, January, just in the beginning of the year, I was going through a kind of rough patch in my life. I was losing a lot of people that I thought were there for me uh, and just was stuck in my crib, kind of depressed, you know, kind of in a lonely state uh, and, what what do I know best, man? I know drugs. I know that's kind of what's going to be there for me, you know? So got a couple Zans, man, and did shit I probably shouldn't have. And, man, I ended up in the psych ward, bro, because I guess I was just out of it, man. And it was kind of like a wake-up call going to the psych ward. It, um definitely was something I kind of needed it was like a eye-opener you know I definitely didn't want to be living my life you know 
in and out of psych wards because of like my drug problem and you know I just kind of had to stop it and kind of ever since that's happened kind of just been working on myself staying away from you know hardcore drugs man and just trying to get myself back you know uh, I still once in a while I'm you know, get my funks where I'm like really, really depressed, man, because just life, man, you know, shit fucking happens. And this thing it's, called life, bro. Yeah. Life. Fucking unexpected shit, dude. And it's like fucking sometimes it's like one after the other. Like, fuck, man, I can't get a break, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> man, that's life, bro. Just dealing yeah. with shit that comes along. Yeah. And hey, that that's a topic for another episode, bro. You you kind of touched on it a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, we got something coming for that, you know. But really, what we want to focus on today is, you know, if there's somebody that in your life that's feeling down, if there's somebody in your life that's feeling like, damn, I can't talk to anybody. There there's no one that's gonna relate to me. Somebody that you see um, abusing drugs, somebody that you see abusing any type of substance, you know, reach out to them. Reach out to the people that you haven't talked to in a minute because, you know, maybe there's something going on. Uh, and you're not going to know unless you ask them, hey, what's going on? How are you doing? Are you okay? And I think that I can speak for everybody in the room where it's like, hey, man, every, everybody's going through something. But if you really cherish somebody, you're going you're gonna to reach out. Yeah, for sure. Um, man, if you you know, got a drug problem or, you know, that's your escape from your depression, man. Uh, you can always holler at me, man, and my DMs are always open. Uh, I definitely know how it feels to, you know, have a bunch of shit bottled up and not being able to talk to no one. I've had homies who I've called fucking crying and shit because, you know, those are my homies. You know, I don't got nothing to hide. You know, if they really my homies, they're not going to call me soft for crying, you know. At the end of the day, everybody goes through their shit, you know. You can't judge them, you know, just be there for them. Your homies are going to put you down because if they're really your homies, they won't put you down. You know, definitely better than you fucking popping a Zan or, you know, getting your hands on some shit you probably shouldn't be, you know, fucking with that you don't know, you know. Definitely uh, holler at someone, man. For sure. And, you know, take it from take it from Sad Boy Radio. Take it from Jark, man. <laughs> yeah, everybody needs somebody. Uh, that's a Bieber line, Loki. To close out the show, we're starting something new, actually. We're having the guest bring out a piece that represents who they are. And today, Jark decided he's going to show us one of his tattoos. All right, so uh, speak a little bit about the piece. Um, if you guys can't see it, it's... Uh wearing a cop outfit with his, uh, you know, with a sword going through his head, down his mouth. It says A-cab at the top. Um, this piece, I feel like, represents me, man, because I really dislike the police, man. The police is really, really messed up, man. And if you know me, I don't. I don't fuck with the police, man. I'm always dodging them, man. I'm definitely doing shit I probably shouldn't be doing, you know. Um, but, I mean, other than that, man, especially the Chicago Police Department, like, mad, mad corrupt. Yeah, just uh, grown up, kind of hearing my father's stories and 
let me remind you, he was a hardcore gangbanger, but hey, man, that doesn't mean for, you know, the police to disrespect you, man, you know, and I've heard stories where the police have just, like, told him to take his shoes off, and, you know, these guys had brand new J's on, and the police have, like, grabbed his shoes, thrown them in the street, like, for no reason, you know, type of shit, or, you know, if the cops know you from the hood, man, they finna mess with you, bro, and it's really fucked up, and it goes the same in the world of graffiti, you know, especially, like, Man, there's some cops who kind of try to be like Captain save hose you know? They try to do the most and shit, and I'm over here just painting, bro. Like, like ain't even doing nothing too much, and they want to run after you and call whole, like, squads on you and shit. Like, bro, ain't even that serious, man. Yeah, I just... I'll probably get my ass whooped and shit if I get arrested and the cops see this, man. They'll probably beat the shit out of me, but, I mean, hey. Nah, that's, I why, that's why you got the mask, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. No, man. But I really do appreciate you coming on here and, you know, talking about the things that you go through, right? Because it's tough for a lot of people to just come on a podcast and talk about, you know, uh, their vulnerable side. especially yeah, when, sure. Especially when it comes to the topics we talked about, drug abuse. Uh, depression, you know, everything that goes inside of that. Um, like I said, it's definitely not the easiest thing to talk about ever, especially when nobody's hearing you. But, yeah, sure. hey, for you to get it off your chest, that's definitely something, right? Yeah, I appreciate you having me, gang. Uh, been waiting. I know I've we've been having this plan for a couple of weeks. It's definitely dope, man. If you're watching this and you're a graph writer and you try to judge me off the shit I've been through, Fuck you, I don't give a fuck. All right, man. So that's going to be it for SBR. Thanks for watching, guys. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And tune in, share this video. Thanks. This is Sad Boy Radio.